0: What is up, everybody? It is Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. Parks Sportsbook Presents Stick to Hockey Live with Jason Martinez. So much to get into today. Um, Yesterday, we didn't think that Jake Wojciech was going to be playing against the Flyers tonight. He was in COVID protocol, in COVID jail. And now he's out, and he's here, and he's playing tonight. We have a ton to get into today, and our guest on this episode is going to be former Flyer, former Ranger, played a little bit with the New York Rangers played uh, in Columbus for many, many years. And he's going to join us because he's the Columbus Blue Jackets television analyst, stepped right off the ice, right into the booth. Uh, And it is Jody Shelley. So Jody will join us just in a couple of minutes to talk about the game tonight and his observations of Columbus, the Flyers, and a lot more. So looking forward to speaking with Jody, one of the really good guys, good broadcaster. And not many guys can step right off the ice, right into the booth seamlessly like that and be good. Jody did it. He's just a really good guy and always was a good talker. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Also, Thursdays on Stick to Hockey Live, we do Tone's Takes. We'll take a look at the Park Sportsbook odds and find you some gems and where to put your money because uh, Tone does a good job and he provides great information and he joins us every Thursday at 1.30. So we'll talk to Tone's Takes and we'll talk to Jody Shelley and you need to get the Park Sportsbook app because it's easy to use. And when Tone gives you those picks, you'll know what to do. Maybe a fade Tone once in a while, too. See how that works out for you. Not good. Uh, And get the app. It's easy on your iPhone, Android, and download it. And you don't need... Just open an account, deposit, and you'll get a $500 risk-free bet. You don't need a promo code or anything like that. Just, again, download the app, open an account, and you're good to go. And even if... I keep telling people this. Even if you're using another service, check this out. Because... You'll love it, and they're local guys, and it's easy to use. Fast deposits, easy cash outs, same game parlays, player performances. It's uh, unparalleled how good the Park Sportsbook app is. They've done such a good job with it, and I love it. So make sure you get the, the app and get on uh, get on there and start getting your action and check it out. Real simple, and you're gonna love it. So follow Parks on all the different social channels uh, at Park Sportsbook on Twitter. Also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And not only there, you're going to get like daily specials and notifications on that kind of stuff, but you're going to get great content as well. Mike Quick did such a great job all through the Eagle season. Rich Gannon. So many great things. Natalie and Sam and uh, Eddie Alvarez. Great Philadelphia grappler and fighter. Uh, He's on there as well. So you're going to get a lot of great content to boot. So, again, give him a follow at Park Sportsbook on Twitter, Instagram, youtube and facebook everything will be laid out there for you and uh, i guarantee it you're gonna like it so jody shelley gonna join us in just a couple of minutes and jody had a long nhl career and has a lot of great knowledge played over 600 games in the national hockey league 627 to be exact and he played in uh, philadelphia for the flyers for parts of three seasons all said and done 89 games in those three seasons uh but he was such a good guy to deal with when he was here and Teammates always love Jody, and he's one of those guys that, you know, guys other guys on the team always appreciated because he was willing to do whatever it took to help his team. And you know, one of the things with the Flyers right now, we look at it and we look go. It, there's not enough consistency in. Sometimes it looks like preparation because they're not ready; they don't have a good start, or there's not enough, you know, accountability for the opposition. And Jody can speak to all that. And he's just a really good guy. And being in Columbus now, I got to talk to him about John Tortorella as well. Because while he was in Columbus, Torts was there. And obviously, Torts is one of the names that has been thrown out there as a possible next coach for the Flyers. When will they hire a coach? A lot of people said, well, why don't they do it now? I've gotten some messages from people on Twitter saying, why don't they get their next coach now? I don't think it benefits the next coach to come in now and have any attachment to this season. Plus a coach doesn't want to come in. He wants to come in from day one with his plan, his philosophy, what he preaches, and come in and do that from day one. You don't want to do that in the middle of a season. It's much more difficult for a coach to integrate then. And why – I, I asked the question, why would a coach want to attach to this season right now, where the Flyers are knocking on the door right now, of – Uh, Yet another 10 game losing streak, a second already this season. And we're not even at the halfway point. So, you know, I don't know that a coach wants to come in and do that. I I mean, the only advantage for the coach to come in now is to start getting paid now. (laughs) But, you know, most of the coaches that if you want a high pedigree coach, he can handle the rest of it. I don't want to talk about their finances, but he can handle the rest of the season as a guy that, uh, and financially, going to make it through. Plus, like guys like Tortorella are working. A lot of the coaches may be working or getting paid. So where do they go with the coach? Mike uh, Mike Yo, who I think was dealt just an impossible hand in this situation. First, when he got the gig, you know, back-to-back games, the second game of five games in seven days when they faced the Colorado Avalanche, So Mike yo has been dealt a tough hand, but let's have him join right now. The Columbus Blue Jackets television analyst and former NHL player. It is Jody Shelley on Stick to Hockey Live. Jody, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you doing, man?
0: Good to see you. Your hair looks good. Don't worry, man. Everybody goes, am I going to be on camera? Do I got to look good? I go, look who you're going to be on with. By proxy, you'll look.
1: You got, you got a nice backdrop there. You're organized. I'm in a hotel room. You can see my ceiling, but uh, you know, we're, we're, doing okay. Yeah. I got the home
0: studio. I do everything from here. So it's, it's beautiful. Um, how's it been going this season so far with, uh, with the Columbus blue jackets and just kind of the feel of the season, Jody, with, you know, so many postponements and the COVID situation and everything. How's it been?
1: You know, it's been pretty good. Uh, this is a team that's going through a lot of transition, um, you know, they uh, traded away Seth Jones, who was an unrestricted free agent, and picked up uh, three pieces that are in the lineup. They're not all in tonight uh, due to the COVID, as you mentioned. Uh, we've all learned to adapt, Jason. On uh, uh, It's one thing we're, we're learning to do. So, you know, this team now is much like the Flyers, going through a little bit of that. But, you know, they they came out of the gate really well and played a really good brand of hockey and showed each other and the fan base and the league that, they can win some games, and they beat teams they weren't supposed to beat. Uh, I think the schedule caught up with them a little bit. Uh, there's some teams that really hit their stride, um, and the travel and a lot of it caught up with them. A you know, young team, you would expect some of these little hiccups, and lately, very inconsistent. You know, they beat Carolina six nothing last week, uh, one of the best games, if not the best game they played all season. And then they went into Florida and lost 9-2, to and that was their last game. So now you have a team that, you know, the great Jake Voracek is uh, he landed early this morning. He will be in the lineup for the Blue Jackets, which is great news for us and the f- fans in Philly to, to see him. Uh, and then, you know, there, there's some good pieces with this team. There's Zach Werenski signed long-term. Uh, they're a team that plays still that relentless brand of style. And the biggest compliment they were getting early in the season was the head coach would hear from other coaches that your team is just annoying. They won't go away. And who doesn't like that as a compliment? You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just yeah. relentless. So if they can play that game, which I expect them to, to, to do tonight, it should be a heck of a matchup.
0: you know, Jody, that's interesting because one of the things that the Flyers were saying in the beginning of the season was we got to be much more difficult to play against. Even when yeah. you lose, you still gotta be a pain in the ass right. and relentless. And and you know, we come into this season. And that hasn't been the case for the Flyers. You know, they come, move on from John Tortorella. They keep Brad Larson, who was on that staff. Was that the right move in the sense that there was familiarity there, but it is a different message and a different messenger? You know,
1: it's very interesting. They interviewed him four times for the position, and he's been here almost a decade. It's like you didn't know him? <laughs> well, they wanted to make sure, when you make a coaching change, it's a fresh, it's a fresh voice and a fresh message. So they wanted to make sure that it wasn't the same. It wasn't the torts message. Yeah. So they were thorough in that. And this is a group now that is developing young players. They want to see them in situations, but they want the understanding that this coach understands that these pieces that are here now, these young pieces like 18 year old Cole Sillinger is going to be an impact guy in three years, four years because of the development now, because of the situations he's put in, because of the challenges they're going to, place in front of him so yeah he's been very good he's thorough he did a great job with towards uh, learning listening watching uh, correcting situations that maybe he thinks things would do different he kept a journal during his time uh, he's played uh, in the National Hockey League with Hall of Famers out in Colorado he understands leadership development uh, he, wa- he played a he, uh, coach in the minor leagues where he also played so there's a lot there this is a smart hire uh, and he is the right guy for the position and right now He's a guy that is doing a good job with his team. He's got a great pulse on them. He's realistic. He gets to know all the players. So a modern-day coach uh, who has a lot of good history in the National Hockey League. You know, it's
0: interesting because the Flyers are with an interim head coach now and Mike Yo, Jody. And, you know, Elaine Vigneault got let go, okay, December, I guess it was, or even November. But the situation they're in right now, they're probably looking for their next coach. It's a tough situation for Mike Yo to be in right now, and this, the hands are... the deck is stacked against him. But, you know, John Tortorella is a name that's been thrown around. You cover John, you know, John for a long time. And you would think with the average tenure of NHL head coaches around three years, that he would have been a guy that kind of pulled that, n- that number slightly under because he burns so hot, but that's yeah. not the case. He's had long coaching tenures everywhere he's been, including the last six years in Columbus prior to this season. He doesn't burn out that quickly with players, even though
1: he's very demanding. You know where you stand with him, and, yep. and I think there's so much value of that, especially for a professional athlete. I think anyone that works anywhere needs to understand their expectations, and, you know, I, I've talked to the trainers all the time. They've never had such a, a direct and pleasant guy to work with because he cares about everyone. He, he, he sets the bar where it should be. There's a team expectation and a personal expectation, uh, he challenges players. And there's a lot of teams you watch around the National Hockey League who could, I think, could have a little bit of, could use a lot of John Tortorella in the locker room because, you know, I think people get settled and they think, every, we all think we're better than we are when it comes to being a professional athlete. We all want to be on the power play and play up in the lineup. And even I want to do that. You know, that's, that's <laughs> I set to my mm-hmm. role. You look around and he's uh, he's a guy that makes you earn it. And it's very simple with him. It's it's cut and dry with how the landscape looks now and how it's going to look later in the season. And he came into Columbus, and what he does is he puts a standard up and and he holds people accountable. And, you know, the media would always ask him accountability. And he said, yeah, you guys throw that word around a lot, but it's a lonely place to be the person that has to hold people accountable. And it's not an easy job, and it's a daily job. Yeah. And he did some really good things with some really good players players bjork strand evolved into a complete player uh you know battle on pucks strong on pucks not being the guy that would lose the battle and kill a play all those little details that uh every player every teammate expects you know i work so hard to get you the puck i give it to you and then the play dies that's unacceptable and you see a lot of teams where that happens and it's like players are playing for themselves and not for the team And, and he is that is nowhere near what he wants. And, and I think play, teams that play against any one of his teams, they know what to expect on a, na- on a daily basis. When you play against his team, it's going to be hardworking in your face, not a lot of room. Uh, and uh, who doesn't want to watch or be a part of something like that? Yeah. They're
0: not negotiable terms that yes. he, he's just never yeah. flexible on. He's to, a great guy. He's, pl- he's yeah. such a
1: good guy to work with. Um, you know, there are a few players who who didn't like what he did and it was later in their career, but some of the young players, I know the Sedin's out in Vancouver. Uh, when they were looking at John Tortorella, they raved about him. And think yeah. about that. And there's players that don't get it in the beginning, like Le Cavalier, But a couple of Stanley, or Stanley Cup and a great career. Uh, you know, he, he tips his hat to John Tortorella. Yeah, I know. Boosh told me
0: that he talking to Marty St. Louis that it was tough. They had a lot of knockdown dragouts, but he got more out of them than he ever thought he could get out of himself. And sometimes that you got to make players uncomfortable. Jody, let's talk about a couple individuals on uh, Columbus. Let's talk about Jake first because he's got the one goal, and but he's got a lot of assists. Got some a lot of work done on the power play in the beginning of the year. That's really hit kind of kind of hit the skids, and I'm kind of shocked with the Columbus being up there in scoring, but the power play not performing well. But what does Jake look like this year uh, coming to Columbus, and what has he brought on and off the ice to the team?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean it's. It's been remarkable to have Jake, you know, and I wasn't sure what what was gonna how it was gonna fit, but he's been he's been a pleasant surprise uh, in every way. He's grown up here in Philadelphia, you know. He came yeah. to Columbus as a draft pick, but grew up here with the Flyers, uh, learned with Yager and Hartnell and Giroux and Hal Gill, you know, some good veteran guys, and mm-hmm. knows his role to a T. tee. Uh, conducts the power play. Watch him tonight if the Blue Jackets get a power play. He'll get everyone together and and get them in their spots. Patrick Line A is a great option for him. He he's the conductor out there. Um, so on the ice, he's not a shooter. He's a guy who sees the game. Uh, it develops before, be, you know, he sees it developing before it develops. He knows his options. Uh, he gets around the ice so well. He's such a competitor. Uh, so on the ice, he brings what we know: the great passing and great playmaking ability, uh, and and really keeps things light on the bench, but expects people to, to play their best and work their hardest and, and 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 keep plays moving. And then off the ice, he's got such a great approach to life. He's a carefree individual, just played his 1,000th game a couple of weeks ago. Um, he, he has an energy and a lightness about him that I think these players have never seen. I talked to Drew this morning about it, and he was asking me the same thing. And I just said – these guys have never seen a guy like this before, and and Drew said they never will again. I mean, he's he's that type of an impact player, an impact person in the locker room. So, um, you know, he has started to grab guys and, and push their expectations, which is not an easy thing to do with a new team early. But he understands that, um, you know, it's a profession. There's a lot that goes into it. There's a grind in every single shift. Every shift for an, uh, an NHL hockey player, there's there's a heaviness to it. And he makes sure to keep things even keel with those guys. And um, he's been a very important piece for now, and and it'll be an impact in the future. Yeah, I've always said he's a big asset to a community, too, because maybe
0: COVID, that's mitigated. You know, he did so much stuff, Jody, with Wounded Warriors and special needs kids and stuff like that. Never advertised it.
1: No. Nobody
0: knew he did it. You know, that locker room I worked in, NBA 1. There was a group in there almost after every single game that he would come in and meet with that he had out of the game, but never told people he was doing it. So he's great guy. Um, Yeah. Let's talk about Patrick line because we know about that release and that shot and that goal scoring ability. I know it's been a tough year for him, the loss of his father. Uh, Where is he at right now in his game?
1: You know, he missed two months of this season Uh, injury. And then right. His father passed. He had to go and deal with that tragedy and, and, uh, He's a guy that, you know, when guys are in the building, special talents in practice and games, you feel it. And he's a guy I enjoy watching him in practice because he can slow the game down. He's a guy who has a lot of confidence in his ability. To me, he doesn't shoot enough. He doesn't. You you look tonight. Maybe he'll have a rare game where he gets eight to ten shots. But to me, he should be unloading that one timer and from all spots on the ice. <laughs> yeah, and and one spot in in particular and. You know, he's a right-handed shot on that left side, much like Ovechkin. Yep. He, he doesn't put enough people on notice with it. I want him to see him do that. I, You know, it, it's something that I think he's an underrated passer. He's a very, very good passer. And when he comes up the ice, he's got an ability to take three strides and then pick his way through people. It, that's not working. So to me, uh, he's got to let it fly more. I think uh, there was a couple games uh, ago he had zero shots. He had one shot attempt late in the game. And it's like, no, you know, you got a weapon. You gotta, you gotta put put the defense and the shot blockers. Uh, you gotta put some doubt in their mind that they really want to do it. So, uh, look for him to do that more. But right now, he's starting to pick up his game a little bit. But he needs more. He needs to bring more to this team. He's playing on a top line tonight. Uh, Texier's in the middle. Uh, he's on the wing, and Vorchek's on the other side. So that's that could be a fun uh, fun line to watch. Yeah, he, his release. I remember when he was with Winnipeg. Um,
0: standing at the Zamboni right against the glass and he got a one-timer. I just, the real, how quickly he can get the puck off. There was no wind up. It wasn't a slap shot. Yeah. It was just a cross. I and boom, barred down, far corner. It was like, what the hell? Yeah. And he's smooth. He's cool. smooth. And he gets it off. He can snap it. Unbelievable. Uh, let me ask you about the Flyers and your observations. There. You said you talked to Drew this morning. You played with Claude for a little yeah. bit. He's the longest tenured captain now second in points all time for the Flyers. But you know the situation the Flyers are in right now, the math is incredibly difficult to get into this mix for a wild card. Nothing's impossible, but highly improbable. Um, is he a guy that you think that ends up waving that no-move clause and goes and chases a cup with an expiring contract?
1: You know, to me, Claude Giroux a Flyer. I mean, you know, Bobby Clark was a Flyer, and, and it's just – Claude Giroux the same – I put him in, the you know, that category. When you think of Flyers, you think of Claude Giroux. I don't know. I mean – It depends. I think it's a critical three weeks here. I mean, Claude Giroux deserves a Stanley Cup or at least to be in a contender. I know they went to the finals that one year in 2010, uh, early in his career. They haven't been back. I've always liked his game. Um, He's definitely got more, more in the tank. Uh, But, I mean, where is this Flyers team at? I mean, that's what these free agents look at. We just dealt with Seth Jones, and when he saw things starting to turn downward, uh, it's not about just being here. It's about being somewhere where, You know, you get a choice for the first time in his career. Claude Drew's never been a free agent. Uh, This is uncharted waters for him. Uh, It's a personal decision, but I think it's a a decision he's got to take a really hard look at because uh, I'd hate to see him go somewhere, but I'd also be excited for him to see um, and be a part of a contender. So uh, I don't know. I I think that that's something he's got to struggle with right now, figure out where that's at. And I don't know if there's talks or any talks on extension uh, to get him back here. But um, he'd be an asset on a team. And and uh, I'd say it's something he's got to look very hard at because, uh, you know, you see a lot of players change hands. There's some other markets that would love to have him. Uh, and maybe he needs that to kind of spark him to get him to take him to uh, the next level, another level that we know he has.
0: You know, the interesting thing, too, is there's this notion, well, he could waive the no move clause, leave. And for the first time in a very long time, Jody, he'd be playing hockey and not have the burden of the captaincy and and the history of not getting back, uh, you know, having playoff success and all that kind of goes away. Goes to a new city. He's the addition uh, to a team to help them, but he's not the main focal point. Like if he went to Colorado, you got McKinnon and McCarr and Landed, yeah. you got all that there. He can go and just play hockey. I imagine it'd yeah. be
1: liberating for him. It really is. It's um, it's such a strange t- strange time when you get traded because you are. All, you're all in. I mean, your neighbors, your friends, your family, everyone's all in with, with uh, the flyers colors and their emblems and what they do and how they play and, you know, what's going on. And then when you, you go somewhere and you, you, know, you think about leaving that behind, it's just, that's what you are. But when you do get somewhere, you're really impressed and excited about the new chapter and and the new team that's excited to have, have you. And you're right, a different role. Uh, we've seen it time and time again. And you see all these great teams, that have such like, look at Cadre out in Colorado. He's he's a, he's a guy that's under the radar, but he's an all-star now. I mean, he's, he's an effective player on a very good team and um, under the radar. And and you look at some of these guys out West on the West coast. We don't even talk about them. I I always talk you. You guys were talking about Mike Trout, I think uh, a couple shows ago, you and you and Meltzer, I was listening to that and you guys, you know, it's a great analogy. He's a guy that, you know, you'd think he'd want to come back here, but, we don't talk about him like he would we would if he was on the east coast and specifically mm-hmm. here with the Phillies. So, you know, those are interesting thoughts and and uh, that role and, and and that lifestyle it's pretty attractive. Yeah, it's funny because it, there's always the assumption that hey,
0: a guy's from a certain area, he wants to yeah. have his pro career. I think there's a, you'd want the separation. You don't want to taint home because that's right. always a safe haven, sanctuary. You don't want to taint that with the other part. There's a lot that comes with it oh yeah and there's a lot of distraction a lot of people pulling on you at all times too and that doesn't make it easier as a pro athlete dude let me ask you about leadership you were a guy guys loved you as a teammate because you were willing to go out there and do whatever it took for them for the guy next to you in the room and every guy that would walk on the ice with you and leadership in hockey in sports is never one man it's a collective I've always said there's there's like three groups in a locker room there's the leaders there's the guys that are kind of quiet and then there's kind of the followers. There's always a couple of followers. What is what is leadership in hockey, and how is it? How does it have to be conducted to be good?
1: Well, you got to be on a team that has that goal and and believes in it. And then when you have that, you have leaders that want to. Nothing is going to get in the way, and I, and I think leadership is understanding that tough conversations, for the good of the team, and tough moments have to happen. You know. It's not about being buddies it's not about being uh making sure everyone's happy that's the last thing i mean sure you know comfortable but when you put on your sweater or you go to practice or you're representing your your uh your your organization you're all in and you know sometimes people might not like what you say but it has to be that direct message to make sure you get the most out of people and you know for for me leadership i've had some great leaders in locker rooms Uh, rob blake was a leader. Uh, he was a quiet guy who just did his business in San Jose. Uh, but he's a guy that worked hard and expected a lot and had conversations. And I've been on teams and that team in San Jose, too, where we didn't really have enough tough conversations. We had so many good leaders. I think everyone was waiting uh, for someone else to say it. So that's where you pick up a new role and you try to make people understand that holding people accountable, as I said about torts, it's a. Uh, once you once you do rise up and say something and expect something from others, then you then now have to be make sure that you are uh, on top of it. And one of the best I think I've been around is it was Chris Pranger, yeah. uh here in Philly. You know, the media thought he was, um, you know, you know, he said some things in the media and he said things with the right thing in mind. And he was very direct, direct and he was blunt. Uh, he didn't worry about feelings. But when you stand back and look, everything he did was, uh, you know, whether it was, I mean, I remember him all over JVR when JVR was young. Uh, They had their stalls next to each other in the change locker room, uh, and and JVR's flip-flops would be, like, over the line. I guess Prongs had a line there uh, where they weren't allowed to be in his area, and he would be all over them. James, you hear him calling uh, down the hallway, and, you know little details like that where you keep things on track and keep guys uh, in line but also the competitiveness of it and uh, it's a it's an all-encompassing thing but I think to get right down to it and answer your question it's it's holding people accountable holding yourself accountable and expecting that excellence to drive it every day and and that is a tough position and it's it's Amazing how much of that is not happening in locker rooms, and that's where a strong personality like John Tortorella helps out so much because he really takes care of it uh, to a T, and, and then the leaders rise and follow and understand it. Sometimes the leader, a guy like a guy like Prongs
0: could be an asshole. You know, yeah. the players would look at him like you're an asshole, but because of the way he played the game, the success that he had, that was cachet too.
1: It was it was for it was all for the good of the team. You know what i mean it was all because yeah you want to have fun and you and you and you want to take it not serious today but that that's not what we're here for so those those were uh you're, you're exactly right how much do you miss playing man you know what i don't i don't miss it all i got to retire at 37 i had you know i finished here with my family and uh had hip surgery and i was done i was done fighting i i was i was um in toronto And asked to get in the lineup and they had Colt Norr and Frazier McLaren. And I promised myself always in my career, if I didn't have it in my heart, I wasn't going to play. Like I I was done when I knew I was done, I was done. And when Lavi had put me in, I hadn't played in a long time. I knew what I was going to go in for. The fire was out and uh, ended up not playing that game. And I knew deep down, I knew my career was over. I was happy to walk away. I was still on the inside and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed you guys. I enjoyed my teammates. I enjoyed the fans of Philadelphia, uh, but I don't miss it all. I miss you hear it all the time. The locker room. I miss moments after games that we lost. I miss practices after we won or lost. I miss trying to figure it out. Um, Being a part of a team, whether it's a big role or a small role impacting a player, having the conversations with, the guys that were struggling helping guys talking to Giroud, you know trying to straighten out their minds or, or their attitude or whatever it is just as a teammate those are the things you miss and uh i got to do it for uh for a long time i'm proud of that but i'm very happy uh to not have to do i haven't had a stitch in uh eight years and um <laughs> that is uh, that to me is 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 great
0: <laughs> yeah it's a good point because it's a tough way to make a living and you stepped right out of the game, right into the broadcast booth. Yeah. I mean, it was like, boom. Yeah. Um, how's that? You're so good at it. It tr- okay. you just transitioned so beautifully and you're still connected to the game in such a way. I imagine that softened kind of that period of going from player to, to post post hockey player.
1: You know what? I'm very fortunate. And then when I was here in Philly, I, we, you know, we had Bill Clement on the plane. We had uh, Keith Jones uh, uh chris terry i'd spend time talking to those guys how is it what, what do you do what do you mean like i, I went to lunch with billy clement in, in new york one day we went to his favorite sushi place and it was awesome just to see and, and hear you know how his, he's evolved and what he thought of it and i took advantage of those times and it's been a lot of fun you know john davidson was our president i went and asked him I, you know everyone wants to be part of the solution in the hockey operations and he said you got to try broadcasting. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame broadcaster. Yeah, he's I was awesome. very hesitant, and he said, "There's no better lifestyle." So, <laughs> and he's right. It's like being a healthy scratch, to be honest. Except I don't have a curfew, and I don't have to work out. So that's a that's a beautiful thing. I travel with the team. I get to talk hockey. I uh, stay involved. I just get to be around the greatest thing for us, Jason, and you know that. This is the people that we get to interact with that we never thought we'd ever be in the same room with or the same building. Uh, Hall of Famers, legends from the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a ton here in in, in Philadelphia. Homegrown Clark, all those guys that have been around Lindros, LeClair, uh, Recky. I've got to rub shoulders and have conversations. And when I see them, you know, we get to smile and talk. And that is the greatest thing about being associated and still associated with this league. Yeah, it's like crazy that like you walk throughout the press box, you know,
0: years back. Yeah before he passed away and Gordie Howe would be there sitting with Mark watching the game. Cause yeah. Mark Howe's, you know, a scout for Detroit, but local. And you're going, that's yeah, Mr. Hockey hanging out there. You know, <laughs> Gordie Howe. <laughs> yeah. So it is, you're right. That's great. And I'm glad you're doing well, man. Uh, best to you. Thanks for doing this so much, Jody. I always love talking to you. We'll see you down at the barn tonight.
1: All right. Thanks, Jason. Keep up the great work. And you know what? Got great information on this for a guy like me who's trying to study the other team. I appreciate your, your insight. <laughs> so we'll see when- you down there.
0: Anything you need brother. Thanks Uh, thanks, man. There's Jody Shelley joining us on the stick to hockey live show. He's an awesome guy. Great to uh, catch up with Jody as always. And we appreciate him taking the time and uh, we'll see him down at the rink tonight as the Flyers take on the Blue Jackets. Jake Voracek will be in the lineup tonight. So uh, they'll get that tribute video. They won't have to put it on ice. Got out of COVID jail, I guess late last night he got out of COVID jail. So uh, he'll be on the uh, ice tonight against the Flyers. Sorry, I'm dealing with a little cough and I had to take a little a little lube there. Um, Stick Tockey Live presented by Park Sportsbook. Great time to get the Park Sportsbook app. No promo required and you can get a $500 risk-free bet. So let's get into it right now. We have a little something we like to call tone Take. And there it is, Tone's Takes. Tone, what's
2: going on, man?
0: Hey, what's up, Jason? How you doing? Good, man. How you been?
2: Pretty good. Pretty good. Yourself?
0: Uh, I'm doing good. And, you know, i all the new games coming out and the updated NHL schedule. And now we don't have this huge gap. You know, when we looked at the schedule initially, we looked at the Olympic break, and it was yeah. basically, I think, 22 days. Now the gap has been filled in because yeah. of the uh, the big schedule release that they put out yesterday. I love it.
2: Yeah. So do I. So do I. I know. I mean, I I know the Olympics. That's something that the NHL likes to do, but obviously, I never liked that. Uh, you know, almost three week break in the uh in the schedule. But you know, is what it is. But yeah, it's good that they were able to fill that. It kind of worked out perfectly being an Olympic year with all with, with all this COVID stuff that they were able to do that. Because you don't want yeah. to extend the season too too longer into what it's already going to be. So you know,
0: I'm hoping the byproduct is uh, a World Cup of Hockey, like you yeah, know, one of those deals.
2: I, yeah, I heard. I heard them. I heard that somewhere online that they they may, may be looking to do that. So that will be interesting. Maybe like a you know September October-ish kind of thing before the season starts or whatnot. Yeah, so.
0: a little best on best for your country. All right, Tony, yep. Let's get into it because uh here here's where you are year to date one nineteen on your props one ten plus twenty one twenty point two zero units sides plus set over seven units totals plus over three units. Excuse me. Overall, this season, over plus thirty-two units, and you've had some really good plays, including that Philly-Boston over last week. Let's get into your first game: Columbus and the Flyers tonight. Flyers looking to avoid nine straight losses. You're liking the over here.
2: Yeah, I'm liking the over six at plus one hundred. Um, you know, Blue Jackets are ten-six and two to this number on the road. They give up two point eight three goals for per, per game and four point one goals against uh flyers at home 12 5 and 1 to this number uh 3.11 goals for and 3.5 goals against. uh flyers give up a lead high 34 shots on goal at home columbus gives up 36.4 on the road which is third most and these goalies tumors The goalies were confirmed mers lakins is going he's got a, a 0.878 save percentage on the road and carter hart at home surprisingly has been tough for him this year, 0. 0.900 save percentage. He's been better on the road, I think 0. 0.923. I, I like what the goalies. I like to look at the save percentage as opposed to goals against. I want to see how many, you know, um, shots they're stopping. So I kind of weigh that more than I do with the uh, goals the goals against per se. So.
0: Plus these two teams, when you look at shots allowed, just overall too, one mm-hmm. and two in the NHL, Columbus allows the most. Flyers allow the second most shots in the NHL. You know, it's weird too because Columbus is a team tone that is up there in scoring. You know, goals per twelfth in the NHL, but their power plays ranked twenty seventh. That's usually those two kind of go hand in hand. I'm a little surprised.
2: They're getting a lot done on five on five this year. Yeah, it's been a surprise for them scoring scoring goals. I and mean, they've kept it up pretty much. And that's without having Lane for a while. I think he was he missed like a month. So hopefully yeah. now with him back. Um, with him back, they can maybe get their power play going. But um, you know, he he started out his career with such. and I remember he had that one game with uh, against Austin Matthews in Winnipeg. It yeah. was like a four uh, four overtime. I think they, both both of them scored goals. I think one of them scored a late goal to tie it. And he's just kind of fallen off. Like I don't know what you know what's up with him. I'd like to you know hopefully he can get back on track because he's a great talent. You know he's a, yeah shoot the puck really well. Like you know see what happens with him, but you know hopefully he can get going for his sake.
0: Yeah, I think between the years is tough for him because mm-hmm. when he's not scoring and pure scorers like him and that release and everything, it's, so, it's such a weapon. But when they're not scoring, they need to be able to do the other perform the other elements of the game at a higher right. level, and that's that's been the issue with him. When he's not scoring, he's been net negative because he doesn't create and he, he's a liability defensively because he hasn't seemed willing to do those things. All right, let's get right. to us. That
2: was a problem with Ovi too, if you remember earlier in his yeah. career. Yeah, yep. you know, and he's kind of turned it around. So. Yeah,
0: you, you have <laughs> to add those other elements and look at the success that came with that for Ovi. Um, Cam Atkinson, um, facing his former team tonight. You got to play on this uh, prop here you like?
2: Yeah, there's a couple. I'm going to uh, hope for a split here, but hopefully I can get a goal. It's uh, to score goals, plus 205. I like playing these angles with guys playing against their former teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can look at it at chat tonight. He's plus 330, but he only has one goal this year and none on the road, so. I think there's value here in Atkinson. Uh, his home splits are insane. Uh, he has uh, goals in eight of 18 home games, only three of 21 on the road. Uh, his shots, he, he shoots more on uh, on home ice. Uh, he's going to be involved tonight against his former team. I'm also going to go with him to score a point at minus 139, which, you know, usually don't like laying this kind of juice, but, um, you know, I'm going to hope for the, uh, for the split here. I think he's going to be involved against his uh, – his former, his former team. So it's yeah. angle I like to play, you know, so.
0: Yeah. And he's on that line with Giroux centering and Farabay. Mm-hmm. That's still intact. That's been uh, the Flyers best line. And look, the Flyers have played decently in the last three games, the Boston game. And yeah. I mean, the, the last game, that second loss um, the other night, they played a good hockey game. They just lost in nine rounds of the shootout. I don't know that I've ever seen tone a team go 0 for 16 on the season so far in the shootout. Couple that with two more penalty shots, over eighteen.
2: That's crazy, isn't it? Oh my god, bananas! Yeah, Yeah. and another thing with Atkinson too. Like his, uh, I hit on his shot on goal props a lot during the the, earlier in the season. They were two minus. uh, It was over two and a half, and you were getting lines. I think I got a couple plus money lines. You were getting up to like minus one ten, minus one twenty. Now his, his line is minus 180. So wow. I think we, we talked about either last week or a week before about how markets are starting to adjust to some of this stuff. Um, so if you want to maybe throw him in a parlay with, with uh, something else, maybe a, a good idea. But, um, yeah, two 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 and a half minus 180 is, is a little too high <laughs> for my liking. But, oh, yeah. you know, they're starting to catch on to some of this stuff. So
0: <laughs> um, Let's look at Florida, Edmonton. Edmonton is reeling right now. It's ugly there. We saw what happened with uh, Jim Matheson and Leon Dreisaitl in that press conference the other day. Some people, I heard Vrij even talking about it, saying that McDavid and, and Dreisaitl and the Oilers need to play as if they're trying to win a game one to nothing. I'm like, what? You got the biggest yeah. weapons on the, in the NHL and you want them to grind out a defensive game. But anyway, uh, the Florida Edmonton, you got a first period play.
2: Yeah. I like both teams to score here. <laughs> on plus at plus one thirty. Uh, the Panthers on the road, uh, 0.87 goals for in the first to uh, 0.80 goals against Edmonton first periods at home 1.29 goals for uh one goal against uh Koskinen is projected he has an 899 save percentage at home um Bob is projected for Florida he's gonna have 0.903 save percentage on the road I honestly wanted to, to take a look at Edmonton in this game but I I can't do it with their goal sending. um I uh I might look at a live bet here for the over, kind of like what I did with Tampa a few weeks ago, as it gets going. But I think both teams can come out in the first and, and both score a goal. And and right now at plus 130, that's probably the best value on this game. Because even a total of seven, it's only like plus 110. I think. So mm-hmm. take a total of seven. In my opinion, that's uh, there's not much value in that. So
0: you look at it, you go, how the hell is Edmonton seventh in the standings in the Pacific? Now they've played four less games than Vancouver is a point ahead of them. But we know how Vancouver started out. There, all of a sudden, Vancouver's hockey five hundred.
2: Total opposite, right? Like they've been <laughs> like Edmonton started out hot, and Vancouver—it's been a total opposite for those teams now, so.
0: it's a long we'll season. What
2: yeah, yeah, it's
0: it's a mess out there in Edmonton right now. All right, uh, there's the plays from Tone's Takes. Uh, where can people find your stuff online, Tone?
2: Uh, at Tone's Takes on Twitter, I uh, post plays daily. Um, always have uh, write-ups and reasoning behind them. Um, you know, I appreciate it.
0: Alright, there's Tone's Takes Thanks brother, appreciate it
2: right, Thanks Jason
0: There he is, Tone's Takes, another edition He'll join us again next Thursday As he does weekly here on Stick to Hockey Live And uh, it's all presented by Park Sportsbook And when you hear Tone's Takes That's a great place to go grab uh, your your app And put your action in Do it, uh, download it now on Android or iPhone And for first time, your first bet There's no promo required here Just open up an account, deposit, and your first bet is risk-free, up to $500. It's not going to get any easier than that. Again, no promo, no word to put in, no uh, hoops you got to jump through. Just get the app, open up an account, deposit, and, again, your first bet, risk-free, up to $500. Oh, man. My voice is totally crapping out, so we got to wrap it up. Uh, Follow Parks, at Parks Sportsbook on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. We'll talk to you next week. Brand new Stick to Hockey Live presented by Park Sportsbook. Thanks, everybody.